0: Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Psychs and a Mic.
1: Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hey, how are y'all
2: doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Let's go ahead and check in. It's been a minute. Um, so the listeners, listeners, probably don't know how frequently we record, but it's been a minute since we've recorded. Um, so I just want to check in and see how y'all are doing. I feel like I haven't done like a formal like check in with each of you in a couple of weeks, so. How are things going? What's been going on in y'all's mini-world?
1: <laughs> oh, things have been very busy for me. Um, just getting ready for the move, taking on some new responsibilities with work, and um, just a lot. But I'm just happy to see that things are moving along. Again, very glad that January is over, so I feel like life is speeding along in February. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been good. It's been really good.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, I am recovering from the flu, so that's one <laughs> of the reasons it's been a minute since we recorded. I was, I feel like I've been sick the last two episodes. Um, so I was sick last week. So um, yeah, just trying to get my immune system back up. Yeah, and. Um, Going, going with that. So I can't remember too much what happened before the
2: (laughs) before (laughs) land. You know, some good. Um, heavy medication and you know what
0: not really because I waited too late to go to the doctor so oh, they no. he was basically told me that I had to ride it out
1: that's uh, the worst part uh, that's what happened when I had the flu he was like mm-hmm. so it's too late for you to get Tamiflu yeah. so you're just going to have to ride it out but I need you to drink lots and lots of water and he was yep. like let me explain what I mean by lots and lots of water he was like that, that doesn't mean like you're just going to drink a couple of bottles of water he was like I want you to drink water constantly.
0: Yeah, I know I did not do that. And I was I like, is it,
1: it that serious? But I literally, like, my, my skin burned from Ooh, wow. my fever when I had the flu. Yeah. So. Yeah. The flu um, is horrible. It is the worst. Yeah. It
2: is what it like. Mm-hmm.
0: It is the worst. Like, literally I was contemplating so morbid. I was <laughs> contemplating like, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I should leave my front door unlocked
1: oh, in case no. I have Seriously, to call 911 I be, at any to... point. <laughs> yeah. I was there too, yeah. April. I was like, if something happens to me and I can't mm-hmm. get up, I need somebody to come in here. But then all of my close family and friends who have a key to my house are afraid to enter, even with the key. Because I'm packing always. And so they're afraid that I might accidentally shoot them.
2: <laughs> so. yes. No, no. I, yeah. I'm in that number. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: <laughs> no one even has a spare key. My spare key is in my house, which is, makes no sense. <laughs> right. I that
2: now that I think about it, it
0: not. because <laughs> it's like my spare when I'm running late and I can't find my actual key. I just use <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Right. That's your spare key. It literally is my spare. I'll do better.
0: But yeah, so
2: that was that was the week. Yeah. Um my week was pretty good. Um I did my first week working from home. Yeah, new job. Yeah. So that was really fun. Um, it is amazing I feel like everybody should work at home Like I feel
1: like everyone should work from home too except for when I need amazing. you to be at a physical place to serve me like the <laughs> 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 or the grocery <girl> store <laughs> or the, or the sees- bank or, <laughs> the doctor. or the doctor, or the doctor. Uh, or, so, so I actually, retract that <laughs> doctor's appointment which I really enjoyed
0: yeah, yeah. the telehealth
1: yeah, like <laughs> appointments, yeah
0: Unless you have to. Speaking of. Yeah. The guy at my urgent care, not my doctor, but mm-hmm. one of the other doctors, was really handsome.
2: Well, which which urgent care? Did On you two knots. It was Doctor's Care.
0: Doctor's Care. Oh, I can get his name. I know his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I checked that before I left. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and so I was just like, hmm. see April Arshari <laughs> hanging out at the Doctor's Care. <laughs> Oh, With the fake gosh. fever and the cough, y'all. Already know I think I
0: about. need to go for a follow up. I think you need a follow up. Uh-huh. It's a mammogram think- time. Let me stop.
1: <laughs> I'm <am> done. <laughs> done And we have officially ran out on our on the check ins. <laughs> He was
2: handsome. That is funny. I was looking at a hot list. Damn was it! Right, of course oh. I'd be
0: sick. <laughs> I want to be like a. <laughs> <Right. laughs> That's funny. Wow. What if you're like Alicia Keys? So oh, you don't know my name? No, usually I look different outside I of my outside out. of this hoodie and Kleenex in my
1: nose. <laughs> right. You know, my lips aren't normally this chapped and cracked.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's
1: hilarious.
2: So, yeah. If anybody had knows this man on Two-Notch Road at doctor's care, tell, you know, him, hey. tell him tell him what's up. Let us know, you know, what he, what he likes to do. Maybe he want to be a guest. Oh, he might. We could talk about mental health and, like, mm-hmm. health disparities. Yep. Yeah. And urgent care. Urgent care. And...
0: No, ethics <laughs> around flirting with patients. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. You're right. He was not.
2: He wasn't. He wasn't. Well, thank y'all for checking. <laughs> <laughs> on.
1: I'm so afraid thank what will happen if this conversation me. continues.
2: I know, right? I know. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> well <We're> moving on. <laughs> All right. So moving along,
0: um, so I did have a lot of time to just be on the internet um, last week, and one thing that was a constant topic of conversation is Zion Wade and the Wade um, support of her. So Zion Wade was formerly named um, Zaire Wade. Um, so is Dwayne Wade is it youngest? Is think it think the youngest?
1: It Z- I think it was uh, Zion. Zion. It oh, it was Zion. Mm-hmm. Sorry,
0: Zaya. You're right. Formerly Zion. Now Zaire. Um, want, this is now Zion's new name is Zi Zion. Mm-hmm. And the both Gabby and Dwayne have come out in support. And there was a lot a lot a lot of opinions about this. And one who's never short on opinions, Lil little mm-hmm. Uh I feel like we've talked about him a lot in media yes. minutes. This is like our at least second
1: yeah oh right, the, yeah. Kappa right? Yeah. Yeah, the kappa situation
0: yeah mm-hmm. kappa game. um <laughs> so he spoke at length about that d wade has gone too far and that 12 you know he's not old enough and what if he falls in love with a woman at 16 and don't cut off his penis and blah 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 and um subsequently boosie was asked to leave planet fitness shortly after he posted. it. <laughs> <laughs> so planet fitness said what you won't do It's be transphobic with us in the background. (laughs) Basically. Um, So have you all, did y'all see it or have these discussions been on your timeline? What's been kind of the tone of what you've seen?
1: Um, Well, I have not seen a whole lot of people posting about it on my social media, but um, I also try to make it a point to keep ignorant folk off my social media. So it's been down to a minimum, um, but I just, I listened to the callers who called in on The Breakfast Club um, a few days ago, and it was really um, interesting just to kind of hear people jumping on what Bootsy said when that was never a conversation um, or at least to anyone's knowledge that I'm aware of, that they talked about him having gender reassignment uh, right. surgery to, you know, change um, the sex from um, male to female. Mm-hmm. And, but people jumped on this misinformation and rode the train. And I think we've talked about this in other media minutes. Um But I just also worry about anybody who jumps on any bandwagon that is being led by a grown man who still refers to himself as Lil Boosie. Yeah.
2: Or even a grown man who talked about when his son was turning 14 that he would buy him or give him a bag of money and a bad bitch to Mm -hmm. give him head, right? So when we talk about just... His view on um, just his view on sexual behaviors and and what that even looks like and means for um, for children. And I just, yeah, jumping on that bandwagon is probably not the best idea um, because a lot of his comments aren't um, thoughtful To say the least. Right. And it's
0: so funny how one of the things I I thought I'd gotten rid of a lot of the ignorance, but clearly not a lot of the transphobia on my time, and homophobia in general. But um, a lot of the comments I kept reading were people saying, like, oh, 12 is too young. He doesn't know, and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, why are people acting like that? They didn't know who they liked or what they liked yeah, at, 12? at twelve. and 12. the people conflating gender and sexuality right. was just all over the place. So it's just it's one of those things. And I was talking to a friend about this. I was like, I want people to know sometimes when you don't have the range for a conversation yeah. or a topic, and it's not not even in a matter of saying that somebody is, you know, call it not even trying to like sound like. <clears throat> I'm being elitist or or on a pedestal or condescending, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to know when you just don't know enough about something to to really speak on it. Um, And and kind of, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was saying is kind of what you were saying about people are arguing a narrative that they never say it. The way they never say anything about any type of surgery, hormone therapy, Mm -hmm. and people are taking... Their own ignorance and beliefs, and just mm-hmm. running with it. Running right. With
1: it. I had a conversation. Um, well, I didn't even have the conversation just because I knew it would just be a lot, and we didn't really have the time <clears throat> to really delve into it. But I was, you know, just talking about this with a friend of mine, and she was like, It's really simple. Like a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. And I was like, it's funny that you use that language because it's really not that simple. And I, you know, I just said, I wish that people really understood what the human body went through before it reached that point of externally representing what a male or a female is, right? So everyone wants to simplify you know, sex as the, what's between your legs. And I was like, if people really understood like all the different parts where it, you could be chromosomally different from what is in between your legs, hormonally, your makeup could be what is considered stereotypically female and your chromosomal makeup might be different. And so it's it's actually much more complex than the way it's been simplified to just what's between your legs, and I think if people actually knew the complexity of it and what goes into um, "quote unquote," you know, or sex being assigned, we would be less quick to jump on identifying gender by um, especially something like that.
2: Yeah, especially identifying it as a binary, right? Mm-hmm. So boys are boys, mm-hmm. girls are girls but it does speak to April's comment about people having a lot to say about topics that they aren't fully aware of, or they don't fully understand mm-hmm. and how that often can lead to a lot of mis- misinformation. It can often lead to a lot of undue criticism and critique of things and of people where you don't fully know the full story. Um, how do you
1: guys deal with, having the conversations with people around transgender um, individuals? Us? Well, the
0: it's in person or online i struggle online because i really have tried to stop calling people stupid Um, (laughs) you say that every episode i do it's it's so hard because people are so stupid (laughs) um people people i know and then the fact that i've like been sick all week i've spent so much time online i've not been on facebook this much like i took facebook off my phone but I literally have been at home with nothing to do. So um, I was engaged in a conversation with someone. And part of me was just trying to get to the heart of their argument and trying to help show them where like the logic wasn't there and then just like provide some education. Mm-hmm. But what it really boils down to is one, there's a lack of understanding. And then so, and then two is just people don't like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I would much rather someone admit that yeah. mm-hmm. than trying to like do all this, well, you know, if a black man can't wear dreads, but uh, can wear dresses, and it's like, see, yeah, okay. no, um, and this idea that well, they're too young. Well, no, because how old were you when you realized you knew right. what you liked? And well, my four-year-old. Someone's like, well, my four-year-old doesn't know what gender is. Well, they don't, but most do. Right. Most four-year-olds can or tell you which girls. toy is a girl yeah. toy, exactly. which one is a boy toy.
1: Yeah, yeah right. They can like tell her. you that, mommy. Right and daddy are different right so i have not have the same language that you have but they know right they know
0: aspirationally i try to go into it depending on where the person is coming from
2: right
0: so i try to educate when i can but understand also there's a lot of stuff that i don't know um and if a person is coming from a place of ignorance, it's usually best for me to leave it alone. Or at the very least, I'll point out, like, you realize what you're saying is ridiculous mm-hmm. and also very uninformed. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I try to do, do the things. same thing. Like, I tend to go to education first um, because I do know that oftentimes a lot of misinformation can come from just being ignorant yes. to the to what's going on. And we can't all know everything, Right. Mm-hmm. And so I try to come from that space of education um, and pointing out just the inadequacies. Right. So if you're saying this thing, like how does this relate to this thing and trying to really um, help that person start to understand, like, oh, yeah, something just doesn't fit like this. The way that I'm thinking isn't the most logical way to think. Um, and. Yeah, I try to do it in that way. I try to stay out of the emotions. (laughs) I try to stay out of the arguing and the debating about it and just having kind of that. Well, let's just have this educational time, like a teachable moment in Mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah. Yeah, But yeah. What were you going to say, Erica?
1: No, I mean, I just I just wanted to know how you guys kind of handled it. I tend to refrain from. Um, Mm -hmm. those conversations just because I, I think in teaching about gender teaching about the psychology around gender and I think I have a different understanding than just the lay person I think we all do coming from our background like we just have a very different understanding of it and I struggle with having the conversation with people And so,
2: oftentimes I refrain. Every now and again, I'm like, I got time. Right, but I I refrain a lot too because I love when April says, "I do not teach people for free." Yeah. Um. So, and being able to say, like, you know, there are times where I have conversations with people who are close to me about things like that, and we have kind of those spirited debates at times, but. I'm not about to be teaching randoms on the internet. Read a book, people. Mm -hmm. Like learn some stuff, you know.
0: And I think that's a good way to kind of wrap this: is to educate yourself um, Mm -hmm. on things that you don't understand. Because at some point, we all were. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs)
2: Y'all, don't judge me.
0: (laughs) Sorry, y'all. I was doing so good. I know, right? Sorry. At some point, we were all ignorant. Um, right. About things And right. we had to become educated So just not just with Zaya, But on this topic But yeah. uh, things in general Educate yourself But also this is a 12 year old that we're discussing yeah. um, And not just a topic on the internet right. So keep that in mind too That this is a child Regardless right. of what you believe or how you feel This oh is literally a child Yeah
2: so. right. who has two very loving parents And one of the things that stuck out And then we'll wrap this and move to the next one Is just the way that Dwayne Wade talked about yes. um just accepting his child for whomever um his child is. And being able to say, you know, I always teach my children to be leaders and even though Zaya is 12, even though Zaya is twelve years old, she is unable to lead this, um unable to lead right. the dialogue at this moment. She probably will be able to later in life at this time is him and Gabrielle's they're leading it. And so I really respect it that he took that stance and is verbal about um protecting yeah. and supporting his child. Um and that is dad goals, you know, so just remembering that as we're we're having these conversations about right. um their family.
1: Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, we're gonna do something a little bit different today for the show. Um sometimes we get um well we get questions often but sometimes we get questions that we think you know our other listeners maybe would want to hear about and have um get some feedback on so we're actually going to put our listeners in a new segment we call you're on the mic so we're actually going to take your listener questions that you have sent us from time to time and we are actually going to Talk about those things on today's show, and we have several questions that we want to address, and hopefully, we'll be able to get to um, as many of them as we can. So, <clears throat> um, do any of you um, want to pick one of the questions? Um, or
0: I, I already know which one I'm going to have to answer, so <laughs> y'all can go. <laughs> y'all can go
2: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well we can we can kick off with that question. Um, <laughs> that we can kick off with that question.
0: <laughs> so one of our, go ahead. One of our petty listeners.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> No, you
0: me now. <laughs> one of our lovely listeners submitted a question why can't April leave work before 7pm yes <laughs> Good question, um, I can leave work if I wanted to no. um, so I don't have a, a traditional work schedule um, a lot of times I have stuff in the evening that I have to do like programs um, mm-hmm. or meetings because I work at a university and I do a lot of work directly with students, and students not meeting at two p.m., yeah. so I have to meet when students are free. Um, <clears throat> and thankfully, I have hired. I'm hired. I have hired a new person. I have another new person coming on, so that will be changing soon. Because I have developed now the reputation in my team and in my building of yeah. always being there late. Like even now, the janitorial staff are like. <laughs> you leaving it's five and you like it is now a running joke that i'm always there so yeah. um i am working on getting out Good. on time and saying no to things and working um making my schedule so i don't have evening stuff all week like every day of the week i'm not there yeah. late oh so part of it was because i didn't have a lot of um i won't say a lot of support but I was responsible for doing a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was happening after 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah. And it's good because you get to flex your schedule a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, Um, so they don't have her out here all day, every day. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If she stays late, I'm definitely coming in at 9
0: p.m.
1: Right. At the earliest. (laughs) (laughs) So, listener, April is going to. Start getting She's gonna out do better a little bit earlier. Yes. Um, so keep listening. We'll we'll wait, for <laughs> wait right. right,
0: we'll <laughs> see. Watch tomorrow and be like, "Good, <laughs> it's eight o'clock. I'm just not with <laughs> it. Just leave. Ten
1: fifty. Ask her that on the check ins um, for next. Week.
0: I know, oh, God, y'all gonna buy accountability part.
1: Did you leave? Where did you leave work? I know. When that's you I'm so bad. I'm <laughs> um, gonna ask her how many days did you leave work. Before Ooh. 7
2: o'clock. Before 7 Ooh. That's yeah. a good one. That's yeah.
1: a good goal. Maybe you could set a goal for like, you know, at least, you know, 40%.
0: That would be a good goal because I realize I have not had a week where I've left at 5 o'clock since the summer.
1: Oh, oh my. Hey, April. Oh yeah. Ooh. Girl.
2: Fine.
1: Them people are lucky to see me at by 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. I need to do better because I think, like, a part of my soul just does not want to post my office hours. Here it is. Almost the end of February. I mean, I have them.
0: They just not up? still haven't posted them.
1: I I, know. I know. I know.
0: (laughs) Your students just be guessing. (laughs) They
1: (laughs) (laughs) They be hoping and wishing, okay? (laughs) When they show up to my office. Bless their heart. I'm going to do better, y'all. I'm going to do better
2: so funny oh, okay well good april has a plan about leaving um work this she has, has a goal so she does not has a have goal. a plan, <laughs> plan <laughs> mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we need to put some action steps behind it right right <laughs> nice nice well, I, this next question, I think we can all kind of jump in um, from one of our listeners. It's a, it's a, it's a couple parts. I was going to say a two part question, but there's about three or four in here that all fit together. Really good questions. Um, probably about two episodes ago, we talked about anxiety, and so this was a follow up question to that episode. Um, one of our listeners, Rachel and Kenna um said i am curious on your thoughts on how anxiety can lead to substance abuse and or other negative coping techniques and maybe their long-term effects Mm -hmm. um so we can stop with that one and then we'll jump into the next one so um with this question i definitely um talk a lot about in practice i've talked a lot about anxiety and the impact that it can have on or the correlation that it can have with substance abuse mm-hmm. um, and other coping strategies. Um, I talk a lot about um, substance abuse under the umbrella of like alcohol use, mm-hmm. um, as well as like marijuana use um, as um, substances that are downers. And so they have the effect of calming our system. So calming our body slowing down our thoughts, slowing down um, just physical parts of our system, that, that nervous system that typically keeps us up and running. It kind of slows that down. And so it can slow down um, some of the symptoms of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes that can be a coping strategy that a lot of people use or turn to in order to manage their anxiety. So definitely some correlations there. Um and I talk a lot about saying, you know, if this is a strategy that you notice yourself using when you're feeling more anxious or when you're not able to sleep or, you know, when your mind is racing, when you can't think or can't focus, then how can we not necessarily just fully take that coping strategy away um, cold turkey, but how can we replace it with something different? Mm-hmm. And we gave a lot of different techniques um, in that episode on anxiety Talking a lot about um, things like meditation, mindfulness, challenging thoughts, just kind of slowing your mind down um, through things that are different than those like negative coping techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on just anxiety and its connection, or if it leads to substance abuse? Um,
0: when. I, well, I was told I, so my first start, um, into the, as a therapist was in substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first jobs was working in a substance abuse clinic. And my mentor told me that all addiction is about unhealthy coping skills. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was feeling intimidated because I had never dealt with addiction yeah. and I was just like, they're not going to trust me. Um, how am I going to understand the work? And he was like, do you know what it's like to not have unhealthy coping skills? Then that's what addiction is. Mm-hmm. Um, I and love so, that actually, mm-hmm, that's such yeah. a
1: good frame for someone who's dealing with substance abuse to probably hear. I wonder if they hear it that way, because I, I assume a lot of people in their life probably
0: talk yeah about made it a it moral and, thing. Yeah,
1: and I I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like they were just bad people, like a bad person. Yeah. yeah, Versus, no, you have, and that's, and so framing. So the question to me lines up right along with that is that. You people dealing with addiction, not addiction, sorry, anxiety can resort to substance abuse because they don't want to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so someone may turn to a bottle, somebody else may turn to shopping, or someone mm-hmm. else may turn to working out, or it's just, what are you doing so that you don't have to feel that feeling? Yeah. So
2: absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so you mentioned, you know, some people may turn to substances, other people may turn to working out. And so the question, it it highlights that there are some healthy or what we term adaptive, right, Mm -hmm. coping skills, things that, you know, we want you to actually continue to do and implement to help reduce some of those anxiety symptoms. And then, or just basically things that are going to serve you well, that are going to, you know, help benefit you um, in your goal to reducing anxiety. And then, Some of those things that may not necessarily be serving you, but they are serving you in the sense that they are relieving some of that distress. And so you mentioned, like, we don't want to take away things cold turkey. And I think um, sometimes people don't understand that you can't tell someone who is coping with trauma or anxiety or depression. We can't say, well, we need to just remove the substance use, right? Because... You don't need to take it away until you can help them figure out other more healthy, adaptive methods for coping. Because if you leave someone with no strategy for coping, that may actually put them in a more detrimental place. Mm-hmm. Um, it may make, make things worse. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that's a good, yeah, I'm just kind of like chewing on a little bit of what you guys said. Um, I definitely like that thought about like being able to find more adaptive um, coping techniques and kind of reframing and naming it adaptive um, as opposed to like positive or negative. Right. Because um, it can give that frame of like, if you're using this as your negative coping technique, then you are a bad person mm-hmm. or you, you know, it, it, it It connects to like self-worth in a sense. And so we definitely want to pull away from that connotation and say, okay, well, are the coping strategies that you are using to deal with um, some of the mental health concerns? Are they adaptive? Are they helping you move forward? Are they helping you to be able to manage and kind of grow in the process of managing some of these symptoms, some of these concerns? And so I do like that piece. I like to point that out. Mm-hmm. nice nice so we do have a second part of that question um, it says also do you believe our society has created an unrealistic expectation that contributes to anxiety so what do y'all think about that I have an answer I say yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, I feel like her question goes back to April not leaving work before 7 o'clock <laughs> yes put it on back <laughs> I am mean, it in? you it <laughs> I do feel like our society um, creates this, um, it creates this expectation of getting things done. And um, I I don't know, it's like produce, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be. Um, Do, 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 produce, produce, produce. And I think that that in and of itself, you know, Can create a lot of anxiety, anxiety to perform, anxiety to meet expectations, whether that's expectations that family has for you, expectations that your boss has for you, your coworkers that you might have for you and your expectations might be, um, you know, overinflated or unrealistic. And absolutely do I believe that that kind of stuff can create a lot of anxiety, um, Yes, absolutely
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is something I've been thinking about lately. Um, I found myself having conversations this this conversation of um w- one worrying about people's opinion mm-hmm. and how that contributes to anxiety mm-hmm. and me wrestling kind of with the question of so what? like, why do we care so much mm-hmm. about what others, Think of us to the point where it can almost become um, paralyzing. Like we get so caught up in our head because we are so afraid of saying the wrong thing or looking crazy or looking weird that we literally won't do anything or we can't enjoy the moment. Yeah. And it's like who who created that? Like did someone else say, "Well, you must be perfect" or "You must be this social butterfly"? Did we create that? Um, and so I don't. I I agree with what you said, Erica, around the area, the topic of like productivity, Mm -hmm. um, that we do have this culture of like toxic productivity where you just produce Mm -hmm. at all times. Um, But I think the other unrealistic expectation of perfection, and I'm not sure where that that originated Mm -hmm. from, because society is such a broad word. Like, what do we mean? When we say, you know, yeah. like who in society and all that yeah. good stuff. And also, how do you then undo it if we say, like, it's do do we society. knock on society's door and say, hey, stop? like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Stop <laughs> pushing us. Right.
0: So, like, even that idea of just getting things right all the time or always mm-hmm. just being on and how that causes so much anxiety. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I talk about it in the er- arena of like social media
0: mm-hmm. and
2: how we have so much, like, contact with people all the time. Like, I remember, like, being young and, like, when I was in, like, middle school or grade school, like, I would go home and I would not see my friends till the next day, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to worry about, like, I could go home and just be with the people who, like, accept me, you know? So I didn't have to worry about, like... Oh, if I take this picture at 11 o'clock, do I have dark circles under my eyes or, you know, like, should I put this other filter on or do I need to be like making posts at midnight talking about I'll sleep when I die? You know, like (laughs) I didn't have to think about that. And I think now social media um, plays a huge role in that process of you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. If you're not hustling, you're failing like. That is one of my biggest like pet peeves with the whole hustle or die mm-hmm. culture. Um, because it does play a huge role, girl, because I do. I hustle and I rest in mm. copious amounts, you know, mm. and I feel like I'm good. Like, I feel like my bills are paid. I have friends. I'm sleeping, you know. And mm-hmm. so I, I think oftentimes we have this thought of if you aren't constantly moving if you aren't constantly going, and I wouldn't even say this thought, but like there's this expectation, there's this thing, you know, we we look at all these people who are hustling, who are going um, constantly, um, you know, per se, you know, we see it. And so we think that's their life. And so we try to amount up to that. And oftentimes that can cause a lot of distress when you realize that you can't because it's
1: unrealistic.
2: Uh Um, It's not, It's not human to constantly go. We're not machines.
1: Right. You know. Exactly. So then Mm -hmm. the other part of that, her question says, are there any patterns amongst variables such as age or gender? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking about all of us and just, like, knowing some of the different roles and how we all have so many things kind of going on um, and thinking about, like, what this looks like for women or black women or what this looks like. For you know, our college students and teenagers, and you know, young and up and coming twenty somethings, um, do we think there's patterns um, that we see around anxiety and coping um, in certain age groups or certain genders?
0: I see more um, age than I do gender. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work with you. I guess you'd say the emerging adulthood. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and the rates of anxiety are just through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, of students that I encounter with encounter on a regular basis who are just really struggling, mm-hmm. um, with anxiety. And, and I I don't even think we had a word for it when I was their age. Yeah. I mean, like kind of we talked about in previous episodes, it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't have words for it. But even. I still don't think it was to the level, and some of it has to do with, with what Shari spoke about before, um, with the social media, um, you have the comparison aspect mm-hmm. that we did not, and, um, and the stakes are higher yeah. for them than it was for when we were in school. Yeah. Um, so I definitely see a trend in that 18 to 25-year-old mm-hmm. yeah. range that it is... I mean, and b- between social anxiety, yeah. phone anxiety is yeah. a thing um, with students. Like if they're
2: away from their phone. For no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Talking on the
2: phone. Oh, talking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, oh, I like have I, have have to ha- yeah,
0: I have to, yeah, I have to pick up a phone and do this. Yeah. I have to call and right, make right, an appointment. Right. I have to, We mean, I have to physically call this mm-hmm. person
1: Yeah.
0: or do a phone. Like, wow. yeah.
2: Wow
1: yeah I mean but think about I also I, I think about that age group as the ones who never had to self-soothe, right I always think about like you know when you have a baby, you know there's a certain time period in which you know like I think it's maybe like the first two to three months you're supposed to you know if the baby is crying, you are supposed to kind of help them in the soothing process. But after, you know, I think it's about three to four months, you're expected to not do that so much so that the baby learns how to self-soothe. And for some reason, like I see that emerging adulthood age, especially, I feel like it's more of a particular generation that did not have to self-soothe, right? Right.
2: And so mm-hmm.
1: you see it continuing when you've got the, the helicopter parents, the hovering parent, the parent who calls and they they do the talking to people because this kid does not feel like they should have to talk to anybody. And then when you throw them into college where it's like, well, we're not talking to mom and dad anymore or you need to figure out what's going on with your class. You have to go meet with your professor. You need a job. You're going to have to go and apply. For, and it's like, wait a minute. Someone else always did this for me. Like, I didn't have to learn how to manage my emotions. Um, And so, like, that emotion regulation is a struggle.
2: For sure. For sure. No,
1: yeah, that definitely... I I think
2: that you raise a good point with the whole... Just not learning how to self-soothe. Or not needing to um, have to learn how to self-soothe. Because Mm -hmm. there were... Oftentimes, you know, people who would step in and say, oh, well, I'll just do it for you and I'll do it for you. Um, And I've noticed that a lot just in my work with military culture um, and knowing that, you know, oftentimes so much is done for soldiers in the military because their their mission is not to learn how to wash clothes or to learn how to, you know, like that's not a part of their mission. And so I see so much anxiety um, after Retirement or separation when that is that does become a part of the everyday hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. I've got to call these people. I've got to show up here. I've got to go to this front desk. And like, what does that look like? How do we do that? Um, And so I think you raise a really, really good point about um, just the the ability to self-soothe and how that can help with managing anxiety. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So thank you for those questions. Um, uh, yeah. Really
2: good questions.
1: Yeah, and it very much so went along, you know, I feel like it was coping strategies or like things that happen when you have adaptive and maladaptive coping and what that might manifest into. I think it just kind of na- is a natural kind of follow up to all the things that we were talking about, about anxiety and depression and <laughs> mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. So.
2: Yeah. Awesome. yeah, I think a, a good thing for like our listeners to do is if you guys have like good coping strategies or adaptive coping strategies that you have found to be really useful for you, um, put those in our comments like you can send emails like you can comment on any of our like um, social media platforms. As we were just talking about social media, um, you can comment on any of those <laughs> platforms. Right.
1: Um, so example, please don't do it at like or midnight. you put a comment, but yeah.
0: or, or in Gmail. Or
2: you do Gmail. <laughs> don't do it at. Say hustle of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like send us some of the COVID strategies that you use, and um, if you're open for us to share those with other people. Um, that would be really cool. We want to kind of create a community um, so that everyone kind of learns as we go along throughout this process, because it is a learning process. Yeah. Um, we have to learn how to cope and self-soothe. We're not innately born with knowing how to do these things. Right. Like that's why psychologists are so important, because we can help with that process. So we want to do that here on Three Psychs and a Mic Um, So good topic. Good um, questions. Thank you guys for sending those questions. Um, You guys and ladies for sending those questions. Um, If you um, ever have any questions that you'd like for us to address, please don't hesitate to send those over because we want to start doing this a little bit more frequently. We want to um, know that. We aren't just expecting you guys to listen to us, but we're also listening to you as well. So send us some questions in. We want to answer those for you um, because we want this to be a space for you, too. So wrapping up and moving. Oh, you were going to say something, Erica? I was going to
1: say we did have a few more questions we did not get a chance to get to. Um, We will absolutely answer those questions. We'll try to maybe answer them on the show um, or at least reach out to you and give you some type of feedback. Um, but we do want to let you know that we very much so appreciate your questions and we absolutely want to give you those answers um, in a timely fashion. So we'll we'll try to get to those um, next yeah. time.
2: We'll roll this back around. Good, good. All right. So moving into the next segment is send one your love. So at this time we always like to take a little break from all the psychological jargon and media stuff and talk a little bit about Who we would like to send our love to, someone, something, some entity that we feel, um, has been, um, has warmed our hearts in this past week or in the last week, um, between shows. So does anyone have someone on the tip of their tongue or something that they'd like to send their love to? Erica has (laughs) intensely raised. (laughs) So who would you like to send your love to? I
1: do. Um, I. want to send my love to the African American Faculty and Staff Coalition. Um, So I had the humble honor of being awarded um, the Diversity Award um, by this organization. This is a um, faculty and staff led organization of African Americans at Francis Marion University and part of the mission is retention, recruitment, Supporting professional development of our African-American faculty and staff. It's one of the first organizations I joined when I got to Francis Marion. And it was the first, I'd never known an organization like that. Like the professors down to, you know, IT people, administrative people, janitorial people, lawn and maintenance people. We all formed this organization and we talked about how do we make this campus better for us and I I I love their mission and um it was such an honor for them to recognize me in that area of of promoting diversity and inclusion on campus um and in the Francis Marion community so I want to send my love to all of them um I am just so humbled and honored to get that um that distinction so thank Um, you so so much and thank you for giving me an excuse to buy me a new outfit because she, hey. she was cute. You was cute. You were.
0: And congratulations. You were. <laughs> You're such a good <laughs> honor. You.
1: You. Super cute.
0: My friend's mom, well, Sora's mom was at, I saw her, her picture. Um, ah. Marissa. Her oh. uh, Maggie Glover. Maggie. Super yeah.
1: That's her mother.
0: Yeah. She
1: was the keynote speaker and she ah. was a. Uh, Amazing,
2: whole oh, world, favorite
1: world. Yeah, Amazing. I saw the picture. Aww, I, I love it when worlds mama. That mm-hmm.
2: makes me happy. Oh
1: my god! Like I was like, I want to be like you when I grow up.
0: Aww. Oh, yeah wow. she's cool. She's cool. People. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's Chan, that's Chance Grandma. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, you met Chance. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Wow.
2: Shout out to Chance. Yes, he was oh. Aladdin this weekend. Shout out. Oh, so cute. That's
1: awesome. So proud of him.
0: <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I will would like to send my love to Dad. Um, he didn't do anything. Just calls me late at night because he forgets I'm on Eastern Time. <laughs> <and> he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> just, just dad's doing dad stuff um, and just would call me to ask that's me sweet. who's Tyler, the creator or <laughs> how to fry chicken. It's just these random <laughs> things. I, I love it. Or how to fix a, a sale on Excel. <laughs> um, so just shout out
2: Man, that's a cool
0: to one. my dad who has also ruined me because my dad has been doing my taxes since I was 15 <laughs> years old. Nice. Um. No, because I'm an adult, and I have never.
1: <laughs> that is free tax.
0: Help. And okay. he's going to do them. Yeah, because I'm going to send him my W two <laughs> tomorrow. Um, so at some point I will. <laughs>
1: Shout yeah, out!
2: Do, we, do any of us really know how to do taxes? I mean, I, some people. I, I don't. Die, but Mm-mm. like, I send my stuff off to the people too.
1: Listen, okay, so it's so the same thing. I'll be, the, I'll be the first one in prison if they let me do my taxes by myself. Well, okay. technically,
0: he's an accountant, so it's not like. Oh, girl, yeah. well, girl you do the same thing we do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can
0: I send yeah. him my taxes? Okay, you can. He's cheaper
2: He <laughs> is. <laughs> Let I me have the love. account
1: and be listening. I know, right? We
2: got the same account. And <laughs>
1: Man, okay, sorry, girl.
2: <laughs> Let me be quiet. We love you. Thank you. Right. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I want to send my love out to um, a listener um, that always has some really good questions, like or just comments. She always shouts us out. Her name's Amanda. Um, and so I want to send my love out to her, um, not just because she listens, but because she me a Galentine's day Aww. and it's so cool. That's sweet.
1: Receive.
2: Nice. Especially like, um, on Valentine's day and stuff like that. That's so sweet. I wasn't expecting it. She sent it in the mail. I only check my mail once a week, so I just got it on this past Friday. Oh. Um, But I'm still thankful and grateful, and so I want to send my love out to her for thinking of me, um, and putting stuff in the mail because it's a pain to put things in the mail 50 cents, right? It's ridiculous, it's a lot, especially if you don't have a mailbox, like you have to go find a little mail thing, yeah.
1: So
0: I still got my dad's birthday card in my car, yeah, his birthday was November. And she um, lives in New York, so
1: they don't I, have. I'm not even gonna lie. The place. Wet and save the date, still sitting <laughs> in my car, oh, like, girl. Like, don't send them at this point. It's just something about going to the post office. <laughs> like I have.
2: I yeah, have the, the post office is so. Oh cool. no! I got
1: labels. I just literally don't want to go to the post office. Like who does that? I get this
2: it. Is inconvenient. It is, it is so inconvenient.
0: There's one at my job. I literally have no excuse. Oh yeah, you
1: don't. You're, There's one the literally. Is you just don't want to go to the post office. I don't care where it's at. Oh,
0: it's I don't.
1: Like it's so inconvenient to be slow. Like I, I feel like that's on the application. When you apply to work at the post office, are you going to work quickly and diligently? Oh, <laughs> yes. We're not hiring
0: you. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This is
1: what it is. We're just not going to hire you if you work quickly and diligently. It's like everybody that works at the post office like had a job. They they stopped working. They was like, you know what? I'm just about to come to the post office because I'm tired of these people. I'm just about to work. Oh. I'm going to look at you with an attitude. I'm going to move slow. I'm going to wait, especially when it's like 20 people in the line and everybody has uh-huh. a box. And then- you,
2: Oh, Lord. let's <laughs> piss you off at the post but, office? Uh, apparently, Erica has some grievances with the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> 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 but we send our love, so I'm going
1: I'm to
0: get off of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to unsend your love. gonna send
2: some hate oh, real right, quick. <laughs> no so i now. feel you the post office is it's it's a little trifling you know Ooh. and it, it's only open during other people's work hours it's mm-hmm. thank
1: you like how do
2: you open at nine like that's how i feel about my office
0: complex in my apartment <sighs> yes. their hours are nine to 5 30
1: really i
0: said yep really? monday through friday really? come on Okay. Not even open on so, so, y'all allergic. don't want. We do need to have a segment. Send your hate. Yeah, Sing your hate. <laughs> or something,
1: something. Your
2: strong dislike. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that might need to be a whole show because I listen.
2: You've been collecting. Mm-hmm.
1: Breathe. <laughs>
2: <Listen>. <laughs> well, yes, we are sending our love over to all of those people today. Um, thank y'all for being a part of our lives.
0: Yeah, Thank you. Well, this was a great episode. Thank you all for sticking with us and listening. Please, if you have not done so already, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, we are Three psychs and a Mic, the number three psychs and a Mic. You can also shoot us an email at three mic at gmail.com. Um, and do us a favor and leave us a five-star review on Apple, um, iTunes. That helps other people find us. And tell your friends if you enjoy listening to us. So thank you again for listening. And we will check in with you all again next week. Yeah, all right. Take care you. of yourselves.
1: Bye. Bye.